0: welcome back to the strategic meeting tech podcast the strategic meeting tech podcast is your podcast source for news and discussion of the meetings and events industry each week we bring you stories of new technologies new ideas and new directions that will directly affect all of us in the meetings and events industry I'm your host John Trask I'm a CMP a CML and I'm a 30-year veteran of both the audiovisual and meetings and events industry and welcome back to the podcast. Um, we have a, a special guest with us here today, and that's uh, Mariella McElrath of Meeting Change. Hello, and welcome again.
1: Thank you for having me here today.
0: Yes, we've uh, we've talked a few times in the past, and so it's great to uh, it's great to be in the same place for one thing, and not have to do this by phone. So Absolutely. We can, uh, we can be face to face and talk while we're here at WEC. Um, and really, what we were going to talk specifically about today is uh, well, first off. Besides meeting change, you're also the Director of Sustainability for the Green Meetings Industry Council, correct? That's right, yes. And and before we dive into like Hall of Leaders and CIC and all that, tell me about the Green Meetings Industry Council uh, and what you're doing there.
1: Sure, so the Green Meetings Industry Council has now become a part of the Convention Industry Council and so it stands alongside uh, programs like the CMP and uh, APEX. Uh, And it's uh, it's really, uh, we're seeing a new focus that's uh, going to be much more about um, helping to drive sustainability and embed it much more through throughout the um, throughout the industry by leveraging some of the contacts that are available through the convention industry Council's network of CMPs and member organizations and really being much more of a support to the industry mm-hmm. uh, and uh, so we're seeing a, fo- a change from being a membership based organization to being one where we're going to have a network of supporters and, and really try to work uh, much more closely with other um, industry organizations to help spread the uh, the message and the resources and tools that can help make meetings more effective through sustainability.
0: Great. And so that'll be like with the Apex standards, that'll be a standards that people can look to and reference and have a guideline that's sort of an industry baseline of this is what we should be doing and
1: absolutely so what we're doing is that we have a monthly webinar and white paper series we have one that's up out there on the uh, on the website right now that we did on food and beverage practices mm-hmm. and so we'll be uh, sending out a new one every month uh, we've got uh, a webinar coming up in a few days on waste management but we're looking at a number of different topics throughout the year uh, with some being geared to the entry-level person who's just starting on their path towards sustainability as well as some uh, some bigger uh, more advanced business series on sustainability, uh, one of which will include a study that is currently been, has been commissioned by GMIC and is being done by uh, UNLV. And we're expecting results uh, from that to be available towards the end of August uh, and in time for the GMIC conference. So that will be co-located with the CMP Conclave this year in Baltimore oh, on cool. September 15th and 16th.
0: I didn't realize that would be happening. So, yeah, the CMP Conclave is uh, is on my list. It's an excellent event to go to. And so we'll have Green Meetings Industry Council there as well.
1: Absolutely. So come in a day early and you can enjoy the, the content from the uh, Green Meetings Industry, Industry Council as well.
0: Very good, very good. And uh, um, then right on the heels of that, of course, uh, is is IMAX and the Hall of Leaders, which is actually one of the things that sort of led us together here today. Because um, the Hall of Leaders is going to be happening, and I want to double check my date here, it's uh, October 18th, Tuesday in Las Vegas. Um, It is a fundraiser. Um, And uh, we've spoken to some Hall of Leaders uh, inductees, both in the past and uh, some will be going in this year. But in addition, you are being given an award, and that's the Pace Setter Award. And so congratulations.
1: Thank you very much. I'm, I'm honored and humbled at the same time.
0: And so the the pace setter award. I, I did a, a, a little bit of research here on the uh, on the CIC website, and it's basically while well, the the Hall of Leaders is recognizing someone's sort of lifetime contribution to the industry and a, and a larger body of work, the pace setter is something that's more in the immediate. It's uh, recent works that you've been working on, and so this is um, this is going to be based a lot around the sustainability sort of area of that um, that award correct
1: uh, yes I think that uh, certainly the the work that I've done uh, in in re- reference to sustainability is is one of the uh, one of the reasons that I think that, that they've chosen to give me this award, but it's it's uh, it's really quite humbling, and especially since most of the work that I've done has been collaborative efforts. And so it's uh, you know I'm I'm so grateful for all the people that have helped me to do the these things that that I'm being recognized for, because it's certainly never been just me on my own doing things. And um, when I was uh, first found out about the award. Um, I, I actually looked up what a pace setter mm-hmm. does, and mm-hmm. I was quite interested to see that um, it's not just about the person who sort of is leading the way or setting standards, but it's also the the person who helps um, set the, the right pace for other people to be able to break records. And so I think that that's really quite... Uh, quite an inspiring and uh, and important responsibility um, yes. to think about. You know, uh, you know what, what's coming up in the industry and where do we need to maintain things? You know, moving forward at, at a great pace so that we can really see some exceptional things happen in the future.
0: Well, and I think that's been kind of an, uh, a theme. I know certainly talking to Carol Krugman, who I talked with earlier today about the Hall of Leaders, and so much of her focus is on to the future and looking ahead at what can be done and, and where the industry needs to be progressing. And uh, and I think it's kind of the same thing here when you're talking about you know setting the pace. And I know certainly from having known you for a number of years and talked to you about various things that um, you are a great proponent of, of moving the industry forward. And you have done a lot of work that I can certainly attest to. Um,
1: and that you've helped with, too, and, and, uh, uh, may I add, as my go-to person on so many things you know, technical in our industry.
0: Well, it, it's a pleasure, and it's so nice that, that there's someone editing and someone in charge and someone looking at all of the pieces and bringing them together so that, uh, again, as an industry, we all sort of rise together and have more formal, better education and have things that are more justifiable when you're talking to people outside of the industry you know you're able to speak into the academic community into the corporate world and when you've got an established set of standards like apex and an established set of sustainability standards it gains in my opinion a uh, a gravitas it gains some weight because it's been brought together by a lot of people. It's not just one person's opinion.
1: Absolutely, and I think it, it gives us much more credibility, and I'm, I'm really excited to add in the, uh, the research that's being done by UNLV because mm-hmm. I, I really believe that we need to have data and facts and you know not just a collection of anecdotes and right, right. Um, this I think that this is going to be a really exciting thing to see um what the results are because what we're we're looking at is how are corporate brands underscoring their own commitments to sustainability through their live events. And so you can think about um, so many companies and organizations that have a mandate towards sustainability and making sure that the the live events that they're planning are really reflecting and living those values, um, I think is a, is a really important step. And so having some concrete data that can show that is going to be very exciting for us.
0: And I think that it's uh, you know, we've, we've, and we've talked about sustainability before, even on the podcast, you know, it's one of those things that as a, as a member of the planet, you know, being here, we all have to start looking at the future and and looking at the impact and with a corporate meeting uh, for example you've got a lot of people that you're bringing into a place and that's that's a tremendous impact and it's not just an economic impact it impacts the environment and impacts a lot of other things within a community so having a formalized study that you can take back to the corporations and say look at this data and have it be real data is vital I think
1: I agree, and I think that you know we can definitely we have an impact every time that we, we host a meeting, and that impact can be positive and it can be negative. And you know by, by doing some some research and implementing some good practices towards sustainability and corporate responsibility, we can make sure that that impact is positive for not only the attendees and and their learning experience or networking experience, uh, but also for the communities in which we are hosting our events. Right.
0: Right. Well, NC this is exactly why you're so deserving of this award, because you're very eloquent at, uh, at addressing the need for this. And again, being, uh, being that person kind of leading, leading along and, and letting, uh, letting everyone know that they need to follow. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I really appreciate your work, and I know you work very hard at it. So thank you on behalf of everybody.
1: Oh my gosh! Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's quite humbling.
0: And uh, if if anybody um, is going to IMAX, which I highly recommend, it's a tremendous event. Uh, and and also the CMP Conclave. Let's let's step back a month, and and talk about that. I mean, I think Baltimore is a great destination. I'm looking forward to that event. Um, it has a very different personality to me than something like WEC.
1: Yes
0: and I've always appreciated those differences because I get a lot of great education. And I think now that the uh, GMIC is going to be a part of that, co-located with that, um, I think there's a good opportunity there for somebody to come in and get not just the CMP-type education, but have that extra day and uh, and look at, uh, look at kind of what you're doing um, on the uh, sustainability side. And then the, the Hall of Leaders, as we said, is uh, October 18th, and that's going to be um, in Las Vegas. And I'm not sure what the venue is yet. I didn't uh, I didn't find that out, but I know it'll be at one of the large hotels there.
1: Absolutely. And and I think that you're right that the CMP Conclave has a really special uh, community feel to it yes. uh, with so many of the CMPs going on an annual basis. And the same can be said for, for uh, GMIC. We've had a long uh, commitment of... We're long-standing. Uh, relationship with a lot of the the networks and, and supporters and uh, we come together every year to you know share our stories it's uh, we're taking a slightly um, different approach to it where rather than asking people to come and be participants we're actually asking everyone to come and be a contributor so you can it, there will be hundreds of ways well maybe not hundreds but several ways that people can become contributors whether that's sharing a case study we're going to have um, a living library where people can bring their own resources and help Share them. So, if you've got a great example of a sustainability policy, or if you have um, a process that you've used that's been really successful, we're going to try to have people be able to to share that and and uh, and learn, much much like we would see in an academic or scientific conference, mm-hmm. but bringing that into our, our industry, uh, sharing case studies, or uh, being part of the on-site uh, green team as well and, and helping with some of that. So everyone is going to become uh, a contributor of this conference and will participate in, in, in a new way that uh, we hope is going to be really exciting.
0: Which, which is cool because that's the... One of the things that we we have talked about always doing better in the industry is making some of these industry events kind of a learning experience in their format, not just in the material that's presented. Mm -hmm. But by having people come in with a little different approach and the idea of, you know, you're a participant, not just a passive attendee.
1: That's right. And I think that this uh, WEC has done a really exceptional job of introducing um, alternative formats and alternative setup styles. And so Mm -hmm. we see the the campfires that that are around. We see uh, some coaching sessions that are happening. Yes. um, you know the thought leader um, series that they've had as well, and some really impactful uh, general sessions as speakers as yeah. well. I, you know, it's it's. Quite amazing to see them, you know, actually walking the talk when it comes to some of the meeting design things that that we hear are as best practices and uh, great uh, new format as well that they introduced for the uh, community service projects and uh, and the CSR education where it was a, a a knowledge cafe where people were it's almost like you know people had an opportunity to meet a lot of a lot of people in a, in a new way, right. and I thought that was really very effective. Um, so I think it's it's wonderful, and it's it, you know th- these are large conferences, but there, I think that there's also some some pretty great community building that happens in in such a large group uh, with opportunities to meet with chapters or meet with uh, your longtime friends or, or you know meet new ones, and uh, it's it's been nice, and you know I'm I'm incredibly appreciative to MPI for the support that I've received from MPI over the years. Um, you know, a few years back, they helped support me with my education through the MPI Foundation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's just such a great opportunity for, for everyone to look in, look at opportunities to get engaged with their professional association, become not just a, a checkbook member but a real active member who's um, contributing to building the community and, and supporting things like the, the foundation that's associated with their organization.
0: Well and it's, it's a vital time. For people to do that because we're as we were kind of talking about at the beginning we're establishing some standards we're putting together what does this industry stand for and really trying to define some things that might have been not well defined in the past and so being involved makes you a part of that conversation absolutely much more than just hearing what other people have decided
1: and and even if it's as simple as making sure that you're up to date with the talking points on the business value of the meetings industry.
0: Right. That's
1: something that all of the associations are, are helping to to share and communicate and is an asset to everyone in our industry in all of the, the, the work that we do as, as individual professionals to be able to articulate that uh, this meeting is important because of this impact that it has internally and for the community and for the larger impact on the economy as well.
0: I think, I think that's a, a really important message that the industry kind of recognized a few years ago that they needed to begin presenting in a unified way, and thus you get things like Global Meetings Industry Day. Absolutely. And um, a little more advocacy into government and, and places so that people start to understand the power of putting people face-to-face. And, in fact, I would say I I love that we're able to do this podcast face-to-face.
1: Absolutely, yes.
0: Because there is a different way that you're able to connect when you're sitting in a room and looking somebody in the eye. I agree. And that's what our industry is all about. And at the end of the day, everything else we do comes down to that connection that people can make. And so if we can do that better and more efficiently and more sustainable, then, um, then we do a better job at our jobs.
1: We do, for sure.
0: So, Well, I thank you so much for taking time to, uh, to meet with me today.
1: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: And uh, it's always a pleasure to, uh, to catch up with you at one of these events and to have a chance to sit down and talk a little bit. So uh, thank you, and uh, congratulations on the Setter Award. It's, I appreciate uh, it. Thank it's you. It's a very deserved award for all your work. And thank you for listening, and we'll uh, we'll be back with another episode soon. This has been the Strategic Meeting Tech Podcast, your podcast source for news and discussions of the meetings and events industry. You can find out more about Strategic Meeting Tech at our website, www.strategicmeetingtech.com. There you'll find resources and information about how we help planners to create better audiovisual and technology outcomes at their events. Our music is provided by Steph Sachs, under license from the Creative Commons, and you can find out more information and links to the artists there on our website as well. Please send any comments or share suggestions to John, J-O-N, at strategicmeetingtech.com. Thanks for listening.